our spirit. What is it? Where does it go? Are we able to see them using our mind's eye? If so, just what can spirit teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. And now your host, Diet Renee. Monday morning, everybody. Welcome here to School Through Spirit. I'm Diet, your host here on WLTKDB.com. This is a show where I do talk about spirituality. Good morning, Sir Tim. Um, and how it affects people's lives. Now, each week I do have a general discussion um, of whichever, you know, kind of pops up. And uh, excuse me. And then we go on to my guest. Now, my guest this, this morning is supposed to be Mike Pazaroski. He is a medium out of Wisconsin. He's a fantastic medium out of Wisconsin. I've had the opportunity of meeting him quite some time ago. Don't think he remembers me, but that's okay because it's not like I'm memorable or anything, you know. I didn't walk up and say, hey, you know, and we're at an event that was a little bit faster. So it happens. Oh, good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Miss Phoenix. Facebook user. Is that Deidre? Hmm, happy Monday. I'm not sure who the happy Monday is, but happy Monday to you too. Probably Deidre. Who knows? Anyway. Um, so we're looking forward to him coming in today, and if he doesn't, I'm pulling one of you in. <laughs> How do you feel about that shenanigans for this morning? I'm getting really good at pulling people in, guys. Don't wouldn't you wouldn't you think? So, um, you know, this morning I've been sitting back, going, "Okay, what should I talk about? You know, what spirit? What are you trying to do to me?" And they keep putting really happy songs in my head, just happy, happy songs in my head. It's 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 crazy, like old songs, new songs, just happy songs. And I'm like, what's what is this theme? What is this theme? And it made me think about a reading I did yesterday, and it made me think about where I've been at the last, you know four weeks in surgery, maybe even a little bit before, um, and different things on that aspect. And I really started to think, okay, so what? what is this whole thing coming? Yes, guys, I still have my bionic arm. That's what we're calling it in my house. Um, and it made me start to think of where do we find happiness? Where do we find happiness? But I want to say before that, it's kind of like happiness, forgiveness, you know, everything in that, in that whole genre, that whole, that whole place of being, you know, because I talked to so many people and I, you know, I, I also thought about this yesterday. Like somebody asked me what type of a medium I am. And I almost said an unfiltered one. I went, you know what, honestly, I'm a healing medium. I'm, I'm one that loves to see people heal. I love to be in the presence of spirit. I love being in the presence of people and I love seeing healing transpire. I, I just love it, whether it's within my teaching, my the readings, whatever it might be. And a lot of the readings lately that I have been doing, a lot of them, and this is over the course of the last two, three months, have been very healing um, in the way of finding the issues going on. Okay. And these haven't necessarily, I mean, some of them have been mediums and some of them have been, um, well, medium readings and some of them psychic readings. 
Um, oh, hello, Kath. Hello, Keith. Hello. Got you. There you are. And hello, Courtney. Build me up, Buttercup. I love it. <laughs> love it. Um, and I and what I am finding, what I am finding is people are telling me, you know what? I, I'm just here because I'm stuck, or I'm here because of this, or I'm here because of that. But they all come with the same thing as I'm just stuck. I'm just stuck. I'm happy. I'm content, but I'm stuck. So for myself, I kind of got to go in and I asked spirit to go, hey, where are we going with this? Where where are we where are we navigating with this? Why are they stuck? And it is mind blowing how it always comes to something that they haven't forgave or haven't understood. Let's put it that way, understood. So let's do it from that aspect. You know, um, say you got mom or dad issues, you know, just say mom or dad because it's a it's 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 easy to point the finger at our parents, right? It's just so easy. Um, but say, you know, you got mom or dad issues and you're just, you know, you're like, I'm content with it was, they were just this way, blah, blah, blah. Life is, you know, I've gotten better, I'm in a better place, but blah, blah, blah. And you go, oh, okay, hey Diana. And they're like, but you know what? And I've forgiven them. I've forgiven them. But you can feel the anger. You can feel that that's the reason why they're stuck. You can feel that that's the reason they're not pushing forward. And you go, oh, gosh, how do I help them with this? And the biggest thing I find is to go, you know what? Sometimes you have to go on a soul journey. You have to go on a soul journey. And what I mean by that is your own soul's journey. You have to go into your soul path. You have to go find you have to go connect with your higher self, either through a deep meditation or a light meditation or maybe some automatic writing, just sitting there talking to yourself, whatever it might be. And you have to go find out what your soul's path is. Sounds pretty easy, doesn't it? It's not as easy as it sounds. Because you can have these beautiful conversations with yourself. And trust me, I have them all the time. And there are a lot, the conversations themselves are quite easy. What isn't easy is when you go on to, good morning, Miss Lori, is when you go into your soul path and you, you talk to it. You talk to your soul. And you find out the reasons why you're here. And then you find out the reasons why you chose the parents you chose and the life you were going to have. Wow, that's a whopper, isn't it? That's a whopper. That's a huge one to go, wait a second. I chose this shit. I chose this person to be my mom or my dad. What the hell was I thinking? You know? And it really shifts. It really shifts. That initial blame, maybe not your whole life worth, but that initial blame back on you. Why? Because you chose these people for a certain reason, whether it be the DNA, the, the soul tribe, the lessons you would learn from them. Now, let's say if it's that, that, that last one, the lessons you would learn from them, okay? Which also means that you contracted with this soul. And let's look at it as a soul. Let's take mom or dad and put them into the soul form versus the parental body form of the meat soup. And let's look at that aspect and go, you know what? Before you came to earth, you went, hmm, I really want to learn something here. I really want to experience something. I want to level up the experience of this soul. Okay. 
and you're talking to this other soul. Hello. Oh, hi, Dan. I can't get to see you in a couple of weeks. I'm so excited about that. But you know what? You're, um, you, you sit down with the soul and you're like, you know what? I really want, I want to level up. I want to have a lot, a lot more understanding. I want to have a lot more growth. And this soul is going to look at you and go, okay, I'll play Mr. Bad Cop here. I'll play the bad guy. Now, it's not easy for that soul to play the bad guy, guys. And I know that's really hard to understand, but it's not easy for a soul to stand up and say, I'll be the bad guy. I'll be the angry one. I'll be the one. Hey, Paula, I, I'm going to be that person for you so that you can have a certain type of life, so that you can come through a healing, so you can have a better understanding of so much more in a bigger picture. That's huge. That's huge. And it takes it from where you go, oh my God, I want to be angry at this person to, oh, wait a second. Wow. I may not like them so much right now, but I'll bet you what, when I get back to heaven, shit, we're going to have a big old cup of tea and talk together. And I have to apologize to this person. This person's going to sit there and cry and go, oh my God, I'm so sorry for all I did. And you're going to look at them and go, oh my God, but thank you, thank you, thank you, because I got so much out of it. And it doesn't make it easy while we're here. No, it makes it hard. You know, because contrary to what I do believe is popular belief, we are here for experiences. We're here for growth. And guys, if we come here and everything is just rainbows and unicorns and no conflict ever, where's our growth? I mean, no, I'm not going that we need war and we need, I'm going to kick my own butt, but when I get to the other side, exactly, Lori. Oh, Tim, I know exactly why I chose them so I could meet them perfect. There you go. There you go. You know, um, but honestly, I mean, yeah, can can we sit down? And I do believe that when we finally get to a port, when we get to a portion in evolution, and I'm going to tell you evolution because I don't think this is today. I think this is evolution. I do believe when we get to that point of evolution where we don't need titles, we don't need um boxes to place ourselves in for understanding we don't need to have huge arguments we don't need to have, because we are taught to communicate and to have those experiences through communication and grow through understanding versus the experience of the physical tactile of something it's going to take a bit we're not there yet we are you know some of us are and i'm not putting myself in that box so I'm saying some of us as a population, those enlightened ones are finally there where they can sit down and have these beautiful conversations where they're opened up to all the multitude of, of possibilities going on around the world. And they're open to the difference of mind change and they're, they're, they're open to the possibility of so much more. But quite frankly, people, most of us are not to that point yet. We have to hold on to our beliefs and our understandings and, and, and argue where our points or even fight it out. Or we have to have experiences that put us in a place that really we struggle with. And those places sometimes are really hard. Sometimes they're really hard. And that's when you have to stand up and you have to have that conversation with yourself. You have to have that conversation with your soul. And you have to go, okay, why was I here? Why, why did I choose to be here? Why did I choose to show up? Oh my gosh, that is the first 
thing. Why did I choose to show up? It might be to finish a last lifetime. It might to have huge growth in this lifetime. I know with my own life, guys, I know within my own life, I've got multiple chapters. I got multiple chapters, multiple growth aspects, multiple everything. And I'm not going to say it, it's all been awful, especially now. Hell, I look back at my life and I'm like, hoo hoo, hooray, this has been a fudging roller coaster of a ride. And so much growth. And I didn't always feel that way. I did not always feel like, oh my God, you know what I mean? I, I've, I've been with the worst of the worst and and done the worst of the worst and you know maybe not done it all but you know it's just been it is what it is but i look back on my life and i go oh my gosh why why did i have to have all this and why am i still fighting with some things in my mind why is still things not perfect and it's so funny because i started to have a better understanding of this Literally, like I went back, guys. I went back. I had to combine some things here for some understanding. I went back through my life and I did a ton of healing. Good morning, Des. I went back through my life and I have done a crap ton of healing, crap ton of healing and understanding and growing. And this last year seemed to be a journey of the wise. The wise. Why would I do this to myself? Like, I understood I wanted to have a lot of experiences, but I was like, why? And it's so funny because it literally went into my astrology chart. It went into my astrology chart and I went, wow. And I got, you know, y'all know my astrologer, Michelle Prentice. I've had her on here a few times. And I just love her to death. And she explains so much with so much enthusiasm. And she's like, oh my God, holy crap, woman, blah, blah, blah. But then it took another friend by the name of Diane. Um, who I met over in Lilydale, who is proficiently studying astrology and explained my chart down to the detail. And she's like, oh my gosh, this and that and the other. And you just really, you really sought this life to shove so much into it, so many experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, because you wanted to up-level your soul. You went, you know what? I want to get to that platform when I come back. I don't want to be on this one. I've spent too long on this. You know, I've been on platform one and one nine and one half for too darn long, and I need to get to platform nine and three quarters. So you know what? I'm jamming my life full of everything to pop myself up. So I put it all into one lifetime. I put everything into one lifetime. And the screwed up thing is, is yeah, I'm not in these situations of of the bad anymore per se. I'm not in these in these situations of getting my butt kicked all the time when it comes to experiences of, you know, beating or trauma or molestations or whatever. I'm not in that anymore. But I am in the point of valuing myself. Ooh, that's a big one, isn't it? That's huge. That's huge. I'm in that point of going, I value me, of putting value on myself. And it made me stop and think about my life. I went, wait a second. I came into this lifetime because trust me, guys, when I've done this soul journey, I have gone right back to the womb. I have gone to the womb and brought myself back through because I want to know why I put myself through every single experiences. And for me, it did start. It started in the womb. It started with the choice of parents. 
not say my parents aren't amazing because you know now that my dad has passed i love the hell out of them and my mom she's amazing but i wanted a certain experience and because of what i chose i also took value off myself not by my mom that's by my dad Mom loved me, dad didn't, and that's okay. That's okay. Because now that I'm in my 50s, I'm looking back going, what is the next lesson? What is the next experience? What is it? Now that I've had all of these experiences, now that I've gone through all of this, what am I supposed to learn from this? I understand I learned about love, and I learned about conflict, and I learned about seeing the bigger picture, and there's just the lessons go on and on and on, and it's huge. And I really get to use all of that to be a medium, which is even better because I get to help other people by understanding other people. And it's phenomenal. God, I love it. <sighs> but what's my next lesson? What is the next part of my learning? And it really has only been the last few months that this came up. I went, oh my gosh, I don't value me. It doesn't mean I don't look at myself like I'm a good person. That does not mean I don't look at myself like, oh my God, I love the heck out of myself. It means that I put other people on a bigger pedestal telling the world everybody's better than I am. That I can't achieve what they are because they're better than me. And that doesn't mean it has to be a celebrity. It can be my next door neighbor. It could be one of my students. It could be my, my children. It could be my grandchildren. It could be whoever. And that's what I've done my whole life. Because I've always had myself placed through this lifetime underneath other people. So over the last few months, I've been really, I'm not even saying struggling because I'm no longer struggling. Because I came to the realization, I went, ah, this is something I need to learn. And I started calling people colleagues. Instead of saying, ooh, this person, that. no, they're my colleagues. They might get paid more. They might be known better but they're my colleagues and this is my family and these are my friends and these are my neighbors and we're all on one playing field and I value myself now and I value myself not to put myself in situations anymore that I don't need to put myself in and I stopped to realize when I do do things for other people all the time I do it because I value myself because I value myself and how I feel myself and that really uplifts a lot of people and it uplifts myself because I've been able to get to know me. I've been able to get, understand the lessons. And I'm a true believer that when you start to learn your lessons, when you start to get through this growth and you, you really start to learn the lessons that your soul said, hey, come on and learn, and you have these experiences, then the next one comes and the next one and the next one. And when we don't fight them, we, we don't have this urge to say, oh my God, I don't want to do this anymore. And you get off the struggle bus and you start going, okay, let's, let's, let's find out what this is. And you learn to experience it and you learn to not fight it. And you learn to go, okay, give me more. So I, until I understand it, You'll find that you'll learn more lessons throughout this life. You'll have more experiences, and the experiences will change. And just as anything in life changes, you do. That's what the, the beauty of this is. Just growth yourself. You know, how many can put up their hand and say, 
gosh, I wish I had my 18-year-old body back, but I don't want the wisdom of that 18-year-old. I'd like the wisdom I have today, but maybe the body of an 18-year-old. The difference is, is the life you've lived, the experience you've had, the lessons, if you want to call them, you've had to get you to the place where you're at today. That's your soul growth. Because trust me, with as much as a meat suit is understanding, the soul is understanding so much more, and it's just growing you. And it's beautiful when you get to go back. It's truly amazing when you get to go back and you get to put all the boxes together and you get to check them all and go, oh my gosh, I did this and I did this and I did this. And it's For myself, I know, for the one that's been put in Facebook jail here, and I don't know why, I'm going to say it's going to be, I, I'm really looking at it like it's going to be one of those Facebook quizzes where it says, you know, check a box or put an X. Have you done this, this, and this? And how many can you get to? You know, because when I get to the other side, there's going to be a whole list. Did you do this? this? And I'm going to check and check and check and check. And I'm going to have as many boxes checked as I can. And I want to say that I truly experienced them all, which is amazing. Thank you, Keith, for coming in. I appreciate you, dear. And that's the next life, D. I love it, Courtney. I love it. So, you know, for today, guys, take a morning. Good morning, Michelle. Take a moment. Start to do some meditation connecting to your own self, your higher self, your soul. Take some time to have that personal time with it. Take that time to go inward and start to see a little bit of the path that you created for yourself or the reasons for it. Have a little bit more of an understanding. It might actually help you to have a little bit more understanding about the other people around you or the other people in your life. And that becomes a beautiful experience, guys. A beautiful, uplifting experience. It's also going to help you don't stick you. It's going to help you to go to the next stage of life. With that being said, guys, we are going to take a brief moment. We're going to have a quick commercial. When I come back, I'm going to bring in Mike. This is Jet here on School Through Spirit with WLTKTV.com. Looking for a holistic solution? Look no further than LimeStreetWellness.com. Lime Street Wellness is a full-service Reiki therapy center offering in-person and distant Reiki sessions. Additionally, Lime Street Wellness is committed to helping clients co-create healthier outcomes with hypnosis, QHHT, and intuitive advice. Lime Street Wellness is committed to helping all that are seeking to co-create better health, peace of mind, and greater freedom. Reiki master Kevin Mackey uses energy medicine, hypnosis, mindfulness, and intuitive guidance to assist in uncovering, understanding, and removing any blocks or energy cords or mental mindsets that may be intruding and causing needless suffering. Visit Lime Street Wellness today at LimeStreetWellness.com. That's LimeStreetWellness.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Jet with School Through Spirit, WLTKDB.com. 
I am so thrilled because during the break, I was able to go back over some of the comments and I'm just glad that today's subject kind of helped people. So, you know, I just kind of start babbling and see what happens from there. Um, but today I have got a gentleman and his name is Mike. I'm going to totally mess up Mike's last time because we all know I suck at names, but I'm going to say it's Pazorowski. The little secret about Mike is, is Mike has no clue he's already met me. Let's bring in Mike. Hi, Hello. Mike. How are you? Wonderful. And you don't remember me, do you, darling? <laughs> I, do, I do not remember you. I didn't think so. And it's so funny because I was honestly, I've been thinking about reaching out to you for years. So when you reached out to me, I was like ecstatic. So um, <laughs> you're like, huh? Hmm. I'm very curious. Yeah. You're very curious. Okay. Uh, an event up in, is it uh, Joanne's event in Milwaukee? Okay. Uh, uh, Sheraton, you were on the inside table. If you walk around the outside, I'm always at that. I was always at the first table looking in, but I was almost 100 pounds heavier. So, oh, wow. last event we were at, it, I actually came and said hi to you, said hello, how are you doing? And we were both slammed all day, and you came out a little bit, you know. And I went, How are you doing? You went, I've had enough. <laughs> I usually so, do during those, uh, those type of readings and stuff like that but yeah wow. what that was that last year uh last year or the year before it was during COVID time yeah yeah it was when the rooms yeah. were separated so yeah right. it was either last year or the year before when the it was the last one i know you attended but yeah that's i actually met you so i was like ex to me you're my one of my celebrities <laughs> <laughs> okay you're awesome like, you know yeah so, um, so again, thank you for reaching out and coming on with me. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm yeah. excited. So can you tell everybody, I, I mean, I told everybody that you're a medium and you're a psychic, mm -hmm. but can you tell everybody a little bit about your story? Who, you know, how you got to this journey? Yeah, so um, I had experiences throughout my, my whole life since, I don't know, probably four or five. And then um, with spirit and with my family and saying things to my teachers at school and all of that sort of thing. Um, and then as I got into high school, I kind of shut it off. I didn't really want anything to do with it. I was very focused on basketball and hanging out with friends, living a very normal life. And then as I started, as I graduated and I turned about 18, I started having pretty profound spiritual experiences. Like I started seeing auras around people when I was in class at university and I would see spirits. Um, and the person I could confide in was my mom because she also had very similar experiences, but she never, she never really talked about them and never pursued anything with spirituality. Um, so we would talk about our experiences and that was really comforting. And she encouraged me to learn more about the subject matter to take workshops and classes. Um, and so does she. So she does um, shamanic healings and she does some readings. Uh, she reads me every once in a while, which is nice. Um, but she's, she's very much into it too now uh, over the last 10 years. And so I started taking classes and it just was something that came really natural and mm -hmm. it felt like I was right where I was supposed to be. And I never really had that feeling like I did when I would start doing readings for people. It, it's like I found myself. And th every time I would take one of those classes or I would do a reading for someone before I was professional with it, 
it just felt right. My soul would tell me that this is where I need to be right now. And I just trusted that. And I, it evolved over, I started when I was 18. I was taking those workshops and classes. And I had other experiences, which we can talk about too, that kind of helped me stay on track or said, hey, uh, stay focused with this. This is what you should be doing. Um, so I had those kind of callings, if you will. Yeah. And then I started doing it professionally around 23 and uh, I'm 29 now. So I've been doing it the last five or six years and in that way. So yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Um, it was the journey of it. It's, it's always a journey. I guess you could say we're always evolving and growing and expanding, but it, it has been quite the journey uh, the last like 10, 11 years. I love that. I love that. Now, when you were a kid, did you, you know, because most children were told, you know, sh obviously your mom didn't tell you to hush. You know what I mean? Like, don't shoot. But did you get that from friends or teachers and just kind of feeling like odd child out? Does that make sense? Yes, I did. I, I had an experience where I had mentioned some things to a teacher. I saw people around her and it was very not acceptable. I, I went to Catholic school, so that probably, you know, you know how that is. So I know, uh, it was probably a little bit worse than it would if I was at public school or something like that. Catholics do exorcisms. They shouldn't be against it. <laughs> yeah. So, and that was a whole, ugh, that was, it wasn't fun, but I don't think I really said anything after that, but I, it was not an acceptable thing. I mean, my parents, they were, they were open to it, but it, they weren't really like, you know, they didn't know anything about it. They were very mm -hmm. much in the dark with that whole that whole situation with me. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really talked about ever when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. I would just have experiences every once in a while and they would kind of brush it off. But my mom, <laughs> she kind of kept quiet with it until I turned 18. So she knew kind of what was going on. My dad really didn't understand, but he, he does now. So, but yeah, I would say people were a little like, what's going on you know so <laughs> i like i love that because i i think what every medium has that story growing up you know just yeah. i was always i all the way through college i was told shut up yeah you don't know everything it was like but i do <laughs> like, <laughs> <"What> i do <laughs> you know the answers come and i don't know why mm -hmm. you know so what are some of those experiences that you've had that really were just kind of like altering to you oh um I had an experience when I was a kid and we can go over a few of them, but one of the earliest ones, and I, I've, I don't even remember it. My mom remembers it. And she told me, you know, a few years ago or when I started doing it, because when I started having these experiences, when I was like aware of it, 18, 19, she would tell me that, Oh, well, you, you would say things like this when you were younger. And I really, I don't remember a lot of it, but I was in the car with my sister who, she must have been like one or two at the time. She's younger than I am. And I was five or six, something like that. And we were driving on vacation, going up north somewhere. And I just randomly started saying in the car that there's a gentleman in the car with us. There's a man here. And, uh, you know, my parents are like, what are you talking about? There's no, there's no one else in here except us. And I'm like, no, there's someone in here. And, they, and he wants to talk to you. And they just listened, I guess. And I said, he's with dad or he's a friend or a cousin of dad's or something. I must've said a cousin um, because that's who he was. And 
I believe I said his name and I said what he looked like because I could see him sitting in the car. And I said, he wants to know how you like the glass bowl that he got for you on your wedding. And they like stopped the car and pulled over. Like, how do you know that? Like, where is this coming from? And I'm, I'm like, he's saying it to me right now. Right. And that was like, and he had gotten my parents a glass bowl kind of thing for their wedding gift. So that was like one of the first experiences that, that I had. Um, and then I guess when I was around 18, 19, I would be sitting in university in classes and I would see lights around people, like colors around people. Um, I would see colors around myself circling me. I, I had an experience with an archangel and I saw him standing next to my bed, which was just an absolute mind blowing experience. And I can go into detail if you want with that, but I had <laughs> those experiences. Um, and people, I lived in a dorm in Milwaukee. So you can imagine that being a medium in a dorm with hundreds of other kids. I mean, you're going to pick up on things and see things. And I I certainly did. Um, Loved ones would come to my dorm room. And it was almost like it felt to me at the time, like there was like a sign above my door, my dorm room, like I'm a medium, come talk to me. Cause that's kind of how it felt like. It was just like an open invitation to the spirit world to come talk to me when I was in my dorm. So I would have experiences like that, like, you know, them wanting to talk to their grandchildren down the hall. And I never, <laughs> I never really pursued that, but I did do readings for people. Um, when I would go out with my friends, every once in a while, I would say something if I felt like open to say something, I don't do that anymore, but I did. I was young and didn't know any better, but it was helpful in some cases and people enjoyed it. So, right. Yeah. I've had a few, few experiences. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love it when I hear a medium say, I don't do that part because that's one thing I teach my students is do not walk up to strangers. Yes. They think you're the CIA. Don't do them too. No. I totally agree. 100%. You're either going to be totally wrong or they're going to go, why are you reading my brain? You know what I mean? Right. Right. It's never good. You know, well, it can be, but so what, you know, what, how did you evolve through that? How did you finally get to the point where it's like, I mean, did you feel like this was normal? Did you feel like maybe you're kind of going crazy in some aspects? Um, Because at this point, you've got to realize you're like the only one in the dorm going, hey, I see dead people. Yeah, I think for me, it was, it was kind of a thing where I was going to school, and nothing interested me, like nothing. I mean, nothing in university or even high school really got my attention, except one class in high school, my senior year for one semester was a theology class. And that was interesting to me, like questioning reality and things like that. I'm like, this is really interesting. So it makes sense to me now. But I didn't really know why I was interested in much as much as I was at that time. Um, but nothing really grabbed my attention. But I started learning more about spirituality and having these experiences. I mean, I would look into it. I would study it. I'd read about it. I'm like, this is really fascinating. And it, it helped me. I, w- I, w- I wouldn't say I was depressed, but really unfulfilled. Like I had nothing that fulfilled me, nothing that was meaningful. Um, but when I did that and I would read about it or learn about it or have some of these experiences, it was like, this is so unbelievable. And I, I, I felt like it was 
it was a privilege. It was a gift. And that kind of like pulled me through, I guess you could say, like through all the stuff that we have to go through as mediums with other people, family members, friends, whatever. But it was so strong and it was so clear that, you know, life is calling me to do this. And that that knowing kind of pulled me through all of those struggles and difficulties through evolving because it's not fun. It's not a fun, happy thing. It's it can be in the beginning. It's exciting. You're learning about it. But there's definitely going to be challenges that come with it. And that really pulled me through just like knowing that there's something more to this life and how lucky am I, how fortunate am I to be able to have these experiences mm-hmm. and share them with people. So that really kept me going in that way. And that's incredible. That's incredible because you are younger, you know what I mean? And you find, I, I and I'm sure you've already noticed in your field, most mediums are second career mediums. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they've had their first life and then they hit that midlife crisis. They're starting to question. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, this has been going on my whole life. So we call, you know, we, I personally call them like, you know, second career mediums because it's not that they haven't had it. It's just, they're finally accepting it. So for you right. to be younger to go, and I'm not devaluing you or your age, but it's just, you know, compared to the generation, my generation, you know, it's, it's a big difference. You know, it's really a big difference to be able to go, oh, my gosh, I'm figuring this out now, you know, and and how life experiences can really affect you. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It was almost like I had a midlife crisis at 20. That's what it felt like. It was I knew I just had that intuition that knowing that life is so short and nothing is going to ultimately fulfill me except following this path, whether it be mediumship or spirituality. And I just, I just knew that. And I did a lot of meditation Ooh. that helped me a lot in quieting my mind and getting down to my heart, my soul, and just listening to that because it was never wrong. And I figured that out really soon too. Um, but I just followed that. And I think if we can all try to do that and learn to do that, our lives would be more meaningful and fulfilling. But I think the the, the experiences were so strong. I don't know. I just, it grabbed me very early and I'm like, I have to pay attention to this. I just knew that. So I, that's what I did. I love that. I love that. Cause just because so many people ignored it, they shut it down. We just go, Oh, you know, Oh, and we end up being not happy people, you know, which is never good. It's just never good. Yeah. You know, so let's hear about this experience. How did you do? Somebody wants to ask straight up. How'd you deal with your Catholic side? Oh, that is such a good question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I part of me growing up I I kind of liked having that that I don't know there there's definitely a spiritual element to all religions like there's truth in all religions and I think it helped me somewhat growing up as a child to like have that connection mm-hmm. um it never really bothered me it just didn't I mean Catholicism or whatever and you know, their beliefs and this and that. I never really got hung up on that, but I knew I'm like, well, there's truth in the Bible. There's, there's truths there. There's truths in Buddhism and all these other things I learned about after too, as I got a little bit older, I'm like, um, you know, there's truths in all religion, but I, I don't know. I just, I just followed my heart with that throughout that too. And, um, it always just felt like I was on the right path. And, just guided, I guess. And I listened to that and it, it didn't really affect me at all, but I can respect people that, you know, if they want to have that or, you know, a religion or whatever, that's, that's fine. If that's mm-hmm. what, 
you know, they want to do, but it's when people start, you know, uh, being rude or cynical and judgmental, that's when it's not okay. But. Oh, I agree 110%. I think there's, especially from a medium or a psychic, you can look at it. And I think there's really good in all aspects. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. a mediumship, one of the biggest, and you've taken classes. So, you know, the biggest thing we have is commitment to spirit. What yeah. do you learn in being Catholic other than commitment? You know, right. commitment and faith. It's, you know, which is our number. Those are our two biggest things. So, right. you know, I hear it a lot from, you know, mediums that are Catholic. They're like, God, they taught me this. Like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. You know, so which I love. Now, um, I want, I'm, I'm just as eager. I want to ask about the Archangel with my, Michael, Archangel Michael. And Tina's going, I'm, blah, blah, blah. you know what I mean? I have Uriel that shows up all the time for me, you know? Yeah. Which yeah. is always kind of like, oh, what I'm doing now. Oh, this isn't because <laughs> Uriel shows up for me, and I'm like, oh, here comes yeah. the roller coaster ride, you know. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> How is it when, when Michael shows up? I mean, that's just got to be a like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It. So I was 22. Uh, I was living in Milwaukee, and I'd woken up in the middle of the night. Uh, just randomly woke up. And I remember rolling over on my side and I looked down at the ground and I saw these these feet and he had these Roman emperor sandal things on and they were strapped up around his his legs. And I slowly kept looking up and I saw this kilt and he had this, I don't know, uh, armor type stuff on. And he was like seven, eight feet tall. And I'm seeing him like I'm looking at you like color. It looked physical, but I, I knew that he wasn't. And this unconditional love was just pouring through me and I could just feel it throughout the whole room. And there was no fear. There was no worry. I didn't really have any thoughts. It was just a recognition that, oh, he's with me again. And he felt like, like a, like a best friend, like a really, really close friend. Like I could just like cry and just break down like that type of feeling. And he was just totally focused. It was totally intentional, him just being with me in that moment, just, he was just looking down at me smiling. And I was like, what is going on? I I think I had a thought like that, like, what is going on? But I felt totally safe and totally at peace with this whole experience. And then I just felt this urge to roll back over and go back to sleep. And then it wasn't long after that had happened that I had another experience, which I've heard in a lot of near-death experiences I saw my life script and my life was read to me in a flash. And I don't know who read it. If it was Archangel Michael, I don't know. But the voice was like very authoritative, like kind of strong, you know, but also very calm and loving. But it was definitely getting my attention. So I feel like it it was Archangel Michael, but I can't be for certain. Um, And it showed me in that that I was here one of the reasons why I'm here is to do mediumship and to follow mm-hmm. that calling and to share it with the world and get it out there. Um, so that was really interesting. And those experiences happened around the same time, uh, not far, like it might've been a couple days that then I had that experience, but so I had that experience. And then a few years after that, a couple years after that, uh, I had met this girl and we started dating and it, it wasn't long into our relationship. I was staying at her house 
And she had woken up in the middle of the night and she rolled over and I was laying next to her and she saw the same thing I did and just standing there in the room. And she got this, this unconditional loving feeling. She said like, it felt like a blanket was wrapped around her love. And, and she was like, Oh, he's just with Mike again. And she felt the urge to like roll back over and go back to sleep. And then she woke up and started shaking me. She's like, something's in the room. I don't know what's going on. She didn't have many of these experiences, but and I'm like, oh, that's just Archangel Michael. And then I showed her a statue of him that I had. She just started breaking down, crying. She's like, that's exactly what I saw. She's like, what's going on? And I explained it to her. So it was like kind of another, she had that experience. And I know he's with me often, not like my own personal guide, but he's with many people, obviously. But yeah, so that was that was my experience. It was unreal. And that was another thing that, validated to me this whole life calling thing Mm -hmm. that we are called to do something we do have a purpose we do have a mission we have certain talents and gifts that are latent within us and if we want to open up to them and use them we can help people so that's uh that was my experience i love that i love that now in your adult years i mean from the time you figured this out on have you done it are you just full time or do you do something else and this just you know what i mean yeah i do it part time i i'm doing it very slowly just allowing it naturally to happen um i do i i am pushing with it and and putting more energy into it now as i'm getting older because i do know that I'm going to be doing this full time at some point, but I'm just going to allow that to happen when it should. Um, But I definitely have to put in the hours and work and do everything else behind the scenes with marketing and putting posts out there and and things like that too. Um, But yeah, it's a part-time thing and I I have a part-time job. So. Well, I, and I find that with a lot of mediums, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Literally I was a nurse for 21 years. It was three years ago. They're like, you're done, you're done, you're done, you're done. I'm like, can't, I can't afford. And then I realized I, ha- I wasn't picking up paychecks. I literally was not paying for like six, six weeks, eight weeks, never picking up a paycheck. And they're like, do you need the job anymore? No. <laughs> okay, I quit. You know, but <laughs> again, it was 21 years though before I decided to walk away. You know, mm-hmm. so I get it. You know, I get it. It's not easy. It, this is, people don't realize this is as is, is wonderful as this this occupation can be it's we struggle with it Mm -hmm. you know it's a lot of ups and lots of downs you know um oh sorry we got we got i got a troll good job darling i don't get trolls very often anymore so (laughs) you're like oh it's it's you mike people are coming into the energy (laughs) um i love this so you said you took classes like because you know everybody you know i I, i'm still a firm believer everybody's born this way you know what i mean but the classes Mm -hmm. really help us hone our skills so who did you study with the first person was amy walensky a golden light healing she lives in sibiski wisconsin sobieski i don't know how to pronounce it correctly but i don't know if you know of her um she she does a lot of uh shamanic healings i did a shamanic year study journey with her too um and she also teaches mediumship and psychic classes so the first class that i took with her um i was 18 it was right out of high school and it was a psychic class 
Okay. And I started doing readings for people there and I did psychometry stuff and, and signature readings. And I, I don't remember if we did aura stuff or not, but I mean, that was just amazing to just tap into that too. It is different from mediumship, but it's, it's still really incredible. Yeah. Um, and I remember doing readings for people and I'm like, this is, this is so unreal. Cause I, it's just, it's a total, tur uh, total like world flip. Like I was going to Catholic school my whole life very logical process in school and basketball into like this, this world of spirit. And I just knew things about people and it was so amazing. It was just like a following my bliss, if you will. That's, that's really what it was. And I, yeah, I started with that. And then I think I took a mediumship one like a month later. So it wasn't long after the psychic one. And I did a reading for this gentleman. It was my first mediumship reading I ever did. Um, and I knew his grandparents with him. I knew their names. I knew how they passed. I knew what they looked like. All these kind of memories came back that he had experiences with them and this sort of thing. And he was really blown away. And so was I. I, I mean, but and then I'm like, this is I got to do this. This is this is too interesting. How is this possible? So. I took classes with her um, and then I took a class with James Van Prague. You, you know, you know him. Yeah. 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 And I did, a, I might've did a couple of classes like online and then I did one in person in Chicago. I studied with John Holland and Janet Nohavak in New York, somewhere in there. Um, and then I am currently still studying with Paul Jacobs. He's a oh. tutor at the Arthur Finley college and I'm doing, a mentorship with him. Um, and I'm going to be in my third year with him coming up this May. So wow. he's incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. I've yeah. never personally met him, but one of my best friends are, are friends with him and she's, she loves to go to Arthur Finley and she's mm -hmm. like, yeah, hey, we're taking you. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> You'll murder me over there. No, you're not. I'm an American medium. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And anybody anybody in this world understands when I say I'm an American medium, what that means. Yep. <laughs> I'm all about the experiences and the emotion and the message. And 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 English mediums are more about evidence, 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 evidence. You know what I mean? Which is beautiful. They're right. both evidence in their own right. You know what I mean? It's just mm -hmm. I know the minute I step in Arthur Finley and I start screaming about experiences and, and messages, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, they they are very, they're very strict. And I think that's one of the things that I really liked about it, though, too. I'm like, wow, these people, you know, they're like masters of this work in the the I've never been there, but I, I can sense it from him in Mavis Patilla, too. I, I studied with her as well. Um, it's just the English mediums like they're just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. They really are. And they they, they their teaching styles and, and things like that and I think for anyone listening to like the learning and the mechanics and the development is is really important mm -hmm. is it absolutely needed I don't know I'm not sure because I mean like you said and I agree too like we're born with this gift mm -hmm. um but I think if you can learn more about it you can only help it can only help your your profession and in the readings that you do and I've definitely noticed that it has helped me tremendously um, just in the last couple of years, but yeah, they have their own, they have their own style for sure. I love them. Don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love, I love a, a UK English medium. 
because yeah. you will get you will get rank name serial number. You know, you'll get it all, which is mm -hmm. phenomenal. I mean, it's just I've had the privilege never of meeting Mavis in person, but I have met her since she's passed because she came to me to read to somebody else. And literally I started, you know, going to the, and she just, the look on her face when she looked at me was like, get on with it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I went, oh, and she went, oh yeah, you got Mavis. <laughs> like, you know, so right there, it told me I should never go to Arthur Finley. I, I'm very, don't go it's not it's i need to go see hogwarts i need to experience it but not to be a student within it because i'll come out crying you know it's just not it's not my world you right. know but i do agree with you with classes because i either teach or i'm taking classes because i do think it's evolution of ourselves mm -hmm. you know we get just like anybody you know you need to you know it's the extra hours of learning every year that other occupations have you know to mm -hmm. grow ourselves so mm -hmm. which i love so what other forms, I mean, you, you talked about signature readings. What exactly? I've never heard that. So what is that? That was a really fun one. I, so the one, so you sit with one other person and you sign your name and then the person traces over it with a pen and you can pick up information past, present and future. Oh. So I remember sitting with a woman and I got her occupation. I got things about her past. It, I don't remember all of the reading, but it, that's some real evidential, factual things just pulling from the name, just tracing over the name, the, the, the energy from it. And I even did it with my mom one time. And I, I know my mom and I got things about her past that I didn't know about. So I thought that was really interesting. And I think you just set an intention and open up in a psychic level and just trace over the name and just see what you get impressed with. And you can get a lot of information just from doing that. That is so cool. I'd never heard about that. So it sounds like it's a different form of like psychometry on, on a different level, you know, which is just, I love learning about different things. You know, I love hearing about those different experiences or those different things. So within, are you still living in Wisconsin then also? Yes. Or did you finally take off? <laughs> no, I'm still in the cold tundra. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Southern Wisconsin, so we're, we're up to almost 50 today. So I'm like, yes, and the snow's gone, you know, again. So, oh, lucky you, not oh. here. <laughs> you have to be below Madison. You know, we don't get hit, and we do get hit, it melts. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> it's been a beautiful, it's, it's just, I feel like we're being washed, like we're, we're getting rid of filth or something, because the snow comes in, it melts, it washes away. So we get, we keep getting cleansed. Mm -hmm. you know, we're cleansing something away. Um, so... What is, I mean, because I see you online, you know, advertising, doing galleries and things of that nature, you know, quite frequently. And, you know, how did you get into that type of work? Ooh, um, I, I, would, I felt drawn to do like group readings. I love getting up in front of people. Um, I love doing, the energy of it is different. I love doing one-on-ones too. It's very intimate, very personal. I really enjoy that aspect too, but I also really enjoy like the gallery settings and doing it with groups of people because it, it does bring a different energy and the, the healing that can happen can happen with multiple people in there. Like, I mean, a lot of people are crying in there, like a lot of emotions, laughter, um, all of that, that stuff too, which is good, but the healing can happen on a, a bigger scale um, within a group type setting. And I've just noticed that 
throughout the years of doing them, there really is this atmosphere, this like energy that's like in the room and people can feel it and sense it and they comment about it. And they've come up to me and they're like, I didn't even get a reading, but I'm so happy I came to this just to see that. That just, you know, so hearing that is like, wow. You know, so I do it obviously for those reasons and because I think it helps in a different way. But I also love just being in front of people and connecting with people um, because, you know, too, I mean, being, I guess you could call it a spiritual entrepreneur, if you will, you're kind of on your own a lot. So getting out and socializing or getting out of your your own bubble and, and doing this work is it's it's really healthy, I think, for me personally anyway. So just being around a group of people um, in that atmosphere and doing it is it's it's amazing. Um, so I love doing it. I'm definitely will continue to do it. I love, I love that. I mean, do you find it hard to find like people, like-minded people? Yes. Say, yeah. True. Like-minded people. You know what I mean? Yes. You know I mean that, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, like for me, like I'm a, I'm a guy, you know, I know this, this industry is mostly women, which is fine. I don't, I don't care. It's not, I don't, it doesn't have to be mostly men or like, you know, 20 year old guys. It doesn't matter. Um, but it is for me personally, it is a, a woman industry. There's, there's not a lot of men um, in the industry that are doing this type of work. So, um, but I do connect, I mean, with you, I feel very connected with you, even in this conversation. So, but there are other people that, do this work too that is just like i don't know i just nothing's it's not really jiving it's not we're not connecting but that's okay too you know they're on their own thing doing whatever that's fine um but i have felt that and it, it's just something that i think we have to be willing to accept even in society because this is definitely not of the norm mm -hmm. um so you have to accept that part and then you also have to accept the just in the work itself too, because you're not going to resonate with everyone and they're not going to resonate with you with mm -hmm. this. So it can be somewhat isolating at times, but we pull through. <laughs> well, we do. And see my, I, I, I kind of picked that up when you were talking about, when we were talking about the galleries, cause I get that. I love, love doing galleries. I love doing it. Cause it just, all of a sudden I feel like I'm in a camaraderie. You know what I mean? I feel like I've got a group of people. We're all in one like mind. And the minute you walk away, cause you have to walk away. It almost feels lonely on some level to go, oh, got back by myself again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it, it and I always feel like these these roller coasters, you know what I mean? So and I think that's why I still do a lot of events and I'll probably always do some events, you know. Mm -hmm. you know, I at least I know when when you when you inundate yourself with so many spirits all around you, you never feel alone. Right. You know, that's my kind of th maybe it's back ass word i don't know but yeah i think that's t it's totally true i i definitely feel that way too sometimes but then it's like just remembering that we aren't alone and you know our family members and friends i don't have a lot of people over there on within my family but i have some but then just connecting with our guides um our spirit guides that's been really incredible for me mm -hmm. um in that kind of like that period of feeling alone and things like that, or it comes and goes, whatever, but just, just like the meditation, the thing, just getting in a quiet place, just sitting down, letting the mind become still and then connecting in. It's like, I'm never alone. It's like, this is amazing. So we kind of forget that every once in a while, but we can, it's always there and we can always come back to it. 
110%, you know, um, and they get to be kind of annoying after a while. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I got a new one that plays with my nose and that's what I'm, and he knows who I'm talking about. I keep calling him Dobby because he just plays, because he hasn't introduced himself other than he flits my mm. nose and makes it run and I'm like, knock it off, knock it off, knock it off. <laughs> I'll figure yeah. out why you're here. Eventually you'll say who you are. <laughs> it's his thing. Today he's actually left my nose alone. So he must be interested in listening to you. <laughs> so. Every time I get on a show, he sits there and plays with my nose. Like, give me, he's like a little child. He really is yeah. like a little child that just says, pay attention to me and only me, you know? So, yeah. you know, you know how it gets with our guides, you know, it just, they just do what they want to do. You know, they're extensions of us. Yeah. They'll pop in for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh my God. Courtney just said, that's not even funny. I get a, a cheek brush and a nose twitch. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And you know what? What is your journey? Let's go there. What is your journey with your guides? How did you, I mean, other than classes, how did you find your guides or your journey with them? Yeah. So I think um, it really started with that Archangel Michael experience because then I saw, you know, it wasn't just an idea or something I learned or read from a book. I, I had a real physical experience that just showed me. So I think I, pro I probably needed that. I think we get what we need in those experiences. So I saw him, so I knew that he was with me. And then seeing that life script, I probably needed that too, to be told that, hey, just keep going with this, you're on the right path. That and when I look back, it's like, wow, I really didn't need those experiences because, I mean, you do this work and you know, it's like, man, this is hard. Should I keep going down this route or should I do something else within spirituality? It's like, now let's just stay focused. And mm -hmm. you, you, you learn to trust that um, moving forward in your development stages anyways. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it started with that experience. And then I'm like, wow, this, this spirit guide thing, like this is real. Let's look into that. Maybe they can help me <laughs> because what do I know? You know, so maybe I'll just let them tell me what to do. I'll just follow that. And then I'll probably be a little bit more happy with my life. And to the extent that I do that, things are pretty good. Yeah. Um, but when my own little mind gets in there sometimes, well, then I have to be like, okay, let's just relax, settle down for a minute. Let's go back to that. And I think, you know, um, yeah, that's, that's how it started. I think with that experience. And then I, I mean, I read some books with it, just learning how to do it. I also learned too with it just from my own personal um, experience with learning about guides. It's, it, it's not so much to like have to know who they are or what they look like or what their names are, any of that, but just like listening, you know, and just whatever clear audience comes in or words or feelings or just knowings just to trust those and move forward. But I think it's really cool to know who they are too. I mean, I like that aspect. I think we all do. Yeah. Um, but that's, that would, that's about my story with it. I can't think of any, I've had some other experiences too, but I mean, they are with us and we can call upon them whenever we need to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even if you do like a daily thing with it, I think that might even be helpful, but I kind of just let it up to them. You know, if something needs to be told, I'm just like, Hey, I'm open. If something needs to be said, I'm listening and I'll, I'll try my best to, to do that. So I love, I love that. You know, I, I, and I love that because, so many people make guides. Oh my God, you have to have them. 
and other people are like, eh, they're there. I don't know. You know what I mean? And, mm. and where they're going to be at. So I love, I love seeing your take on it. I love seeing that, you know, cause I'm a person that I was like, everybody's like, you need to know who your guides are. And I didn't, I didn't, I thought, Oh my God, I'm broken. I can't figure this out. I can talk to your grandma, but I can't talk. You know what I mean? It was just such a struggle yeah. until one day they all show. I, I had like, I had a handful of them going, where'd you guys come from? You know, like, mm-hmm. what's this? You know, and then sometimes they show up like I know who they are and what they're here for and blah, blah, blah. And other times I have a Dobby going, you know, are you just here to entertain me? You know, and maybe that's all he's there for. I don't know. You know, so I right. love to hear that. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely feel it's not, it's not important. It's just what's important is that did you, did you listen? Did you hear it? And are you taking action on it? And then things will come in with what you need when you need them, whether it's an experience like mine or, or even with what you're talking about or, or anything like that. And just kind of like relish in those experiences. They don't happen all the time. Um, and when they do happen, I think I probably have an experience like a really kind of profound thing happen maybe once a year or mm-hmm. twice a year where it's like, wow, that was incredible. It, it doesn't happen all the time. Um, but I get intuitions and things like that that do come from my guides that are more subtle. Right. Um, but it's it, even if we really want to know who they are and what their names are, we may not get them. Mm-hmm. Um, so just I kind of tell people, like, just allow it to happen when it should. And, and you will absolutely know when it when it does happen. Oh, gosh. Yeah. hundred and ten percent. You know, hundred and ten percent. I want to also um, ask you. Because I think you hit on a very valid point, as especially in your development, how this was really hard. This no. was really hard. Only because, you know, we, I hear, I, I say it all the time. And, you know, it just came, it was easy. It was natural. This is where it is. But, oh, my God, it's so hard. You mm. know, and we're throwing those two things in there. So, you know, can you explain that to people? What, that understanding of that? Yeah, I, you know. People who say, oh, it's so easy, it's so natural. I don't know. I really question that. Um, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But I think if you just look at society, we're, we're like socially conditioned. So you have to break through those barriers of other people, what they think of you. You know, when you eventually come out of the closet and you start going public with it, kind of, you know, relinquishing all those attachments to other people and their opinions and thoughts about you. So you got to let all that go. And that's, it's not that hard. It's just, it's really up to the individual, but then, you know, then you got to learn about the subject matter and you have to develop your skills and abilities and you're going to have readings that don't go well and that just don't work. And you can't let that affect you to where you stop doing it because it's going to happen. It's happened to everyone. Like, and just like knowing that there isn't one medium in this world that's 100% accurate, it's impossible. Um, so you got to go through that those learning phases. I think, too, that when we start mediumship, it's a very natural process. It does feel very natural. And I think part of that is it's like the universe kind of telling us we're on the right path. So it's going to feel really natural in the beginning. It's going to feel great. You're going to have those kind of blissful, exciting, it's the honeymoon phase, if you will. And then you're going to have to go into, you know, deeper with it. And that's where it can be a little bit challenging, um, where it almost feels like it becomes unnatural. So then that's when you have to develop the skills and you have to learn the mechanics and how it works. And then you'll start to kind of move 
from that feeling of it kind of feeling unnatural to that more natural place again, where you've went through all of these things and you've had to learn surrendering and accepting on a deep spiritual level, not just with mediumship, but in your own personal life. Mm -hmm. And it's through though that valley, through those challenges that we learn through our soul's growth as a person, as a human being, like our own challenges in our own lives and also the challenges with mediumship that if you just stay on track and you just keep persevering and you keep going, you're just going to keep growing and expanding. And then you'll start to look back and say like, oh my God, I've grown so much. Like my readings are getting better slowly, but you know, this is unbelievable. And I think that if people can just realize why they're here and work on actualizing that and just staying on that path, that the rewards are just incredible. Um, but it's it's a long journey. It's not a year or two. It's like 10, 20 years before you really start seeing those payoffs in, in different ways. Um, but yeah, it, it is challenging, um, you know, in, in different ways too, in a business way. You got to learn your the business side of it and your financial side of it and your marketing and all of that sort of thing. So not, you got to learn all that too. There's a lot of elements to it. There's a ton of elements to this. I mean, it's huge. You know, I was just talking to my producer before we started the show that, you know, um, you know, and it is going, I, I, I have people that I've known in my life that have those, the beginning, that amazing feeling like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And it's so easy. And look at all the information I'm getting. But really, if you don't put in the time, it really, it lays flat. It's like, oh, you got great information in the beginning, but. You know, it takes work. It takes commitment. It takes time. It takes a lot of readings mm -hmm. to build up that skill set and that trust with spirit. You know, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, in the beginning, it's always fun and exciting. But it's like, can are you willing to persevere through the development process? And then that's when things get amazing. And I've had so many awakenings during that time. And just kind of realizations with my own life, but it all, it really comes down to just surrendering and trusting, letting go, accepting, having compassion for yourself. Like all these like really deep spiritual truths. Like I learned because of mediumship, like it, it, it pulled me into that. And not only have I evolved in my mediumship, but as a person, it's just, it's unreal. And I don't think that would have happened if I didn't really accept that call and move forward yeah. with, with this work. It's incredible. So where do you see yourself possibly being in like 10 or 20 years? Um, doing this work, I would love to be doing more galleries and group events and traveling throughout the U.S. Um, I know I'm supposed to write a book and I don't know when, but I, I know the title of it. I know what it's going to be about. I haven't started it yet, but I think I'll probably have a book written by then. Yeah. And I'll be sharing that and and doing mediumship. Yeah, I love that. I, don't you love it when they give you the title and you're like, oh, I've had my title for years, but it hasn't been to this last month and it started getting written. So. Yeah, I, I was like, thank God, a title. This is really good. You know, I, this is going to be good. So it just and, it gets worse after that, Mike. Trust me, because then you're kind of like, oh, well, yeah. all you'll hear is about the book, the book, the book. And you're like, you didn't give me the rest of the pages. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was writing like rough drafts for about a year and I didn't have a title and then it came to me 
they're like this is what the title is going to be i'm like okay good and i haven't really picked up after that point so i'm sure that i may who knows maybe they'll start nudging me in that direction soon but it, it hasn't been a a total focus but i know the title of it so i'm happy with that right now <laughs> i love that i love that you know now do you ever look at yourself as possibly being a teacher or do you teach um i'm not teaching yet i i share some stuff on social media like just kind of tips on mediumship or psychic work here and there but i think i will um for sure i think within the next couple of years i'll probably be teaching i love, mm. that. I, I love I, that because i love it when people when genuine people share their experiences and really that you know what what your knowledge is what your experience is yeah i've been so grateful for the people that have taught me and kind of held my hand and i mean if i can do that for somebody else someone who's he's struggling with it or you know are called to do this work and they need that mentor that teacher i mean i've gotten that and i i would love to give that back to other people because it, it is needed i think it is needed there has to be teachers out there um so we can you know learn from them and all their experience and and stuff like that and it helps us connect in socially with other people and understand their world and it's so it's a lot of similarities and it, it gives it gave me comfort for sure yeah i always think it's beautiful because with myself and teaching you know it's to me it's always it's easy to teach you to see dead people it's easy to teach you to see energy what's hard to teach is for you to pay attention to your own senses and develop those senses because it's retraining a brain it's retraining your whole life of how you viewed the world you know and getting you through that aspect of it yeah absolutely that's that's where the teacher can come in and help so much and i think just through the development of mediumship we learn about our own spirituality through that process too and learning that can also help and putting those two together in, in whatever way is best with you and sharing that with people it, it is incredibly helpful yeah now one word you've said a lot is spirituality mm -hmm. I'm only bring this up because you live in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> it's far and few between here. You know what it does that make sense? You know, spiritual we don't have we have I think one spiritualist church. We have, you know what or two during season. You know, there's not a lot of places for us to go for what true spirituality is. You mm -hmm. know, so how is your growth within um a community that's a little lackluster there? Yeah, it's uh... I think you have to just be one of the first things that I learned was meditation. Mm -hmm. So that was like my introduction to spirituality. And what I've learned is that through my own development as a person, spiritually speaking, it connected me more with my mediumship. Mm -hmm. So things like meditation, mindfulness, um, being present, like, you know, of Eckhart Tolle, yeah, so a lot of his teachings and just what I've, what's really been helpful is just the surrendering aspect, accepting the present moment where I currently am and just taking steps like, you know, one step at a time. That's my spirituality is just being present and focusing on the now. Um, and then that, that allows me to come more into my purpose here instead of being in my head or thinking about, you know, the future or 
I should be at, at this point and I'm not or whatever. So it's just like coming back to that heart centered place and just the stillness and the presence and being in this moment. Um, that's, that's spirituality for me and what I've learned. Um, but I've, it's just through books, reading things like that. And yeah, I, I'm from Manitowoc, Wisconsin. So it's not a very big city and even awesome. Milwaukee and Madison are a little bit more liberal or more advanced, if you will, yeah. um, in some ways than little old conservative Manitowoc, but, um, I like it here though, but it's, uh, it has been interesting because there's not a lot of people that are mm -hmm. drawn to that, um, or that I can talk to about, about these kind of things. So, and, and, and that's just it. And it's it, Wisconsin's amazing. Trust me. I love Wisconsin from the North to South. I've lived in Hayward and a Southern community and, and I love the state, but, um, a lot of people don't understand that word or they don't mm -hmm. understand how to find it. You know, like for myself, if I want to go to church, love the church in Milwaukee, I love Stacy, but my church is actually in Lilydale. I have to drive nine hours to go to church. <laughs> you know what I mean? Goodness. So yeah. it's, it's, worth it. it's worth the drive. <laughs> yeah. um, but it is, it's hard to find that like-minded. I mean, you've got like-minded within the mediumship, but then you have like-minded within the spiritual spiritualist community or spirituality. And sure. to find what that, that truly means. Because a lot of times I do believe we say the word spirituality and nobody really knows what it means. Mm -hmm. You described it beautifully. You truly described it probably the best I've ever heard it just, you know, as a description. So, mm -hmm. which tells me you've done a lot of thought. You've done a lot of going inward to go, what does this mean to me? At, yes, 100%. It's, it's just coming to that still point within yourself and accepting, allowing, surrendering, just very simple things, you know, just in our everyday lives. Yeah, I love that. And I like how you, you use the same terminology, whether it be mediumship or psychic or life or spiritual, and it's going within, finding calm, finding heart center. Mm -hmm. You know, where do you think you'd be in life if you didn't find that those secret ingredients? Um, my dad runs a business, a company. So I'm sure I would be doing that. I'd be taking over the family business. I would not be doing anything with psychic stuff or mediumship stuff. I would not be going to events or, or reading anything about that. I'd probably be partying a little bit too much. I'm sure I'd be doing that more. Um, and just working, I probably would be living a very, <laughs> a very logical, you know, uh, uh, reason, reasoning kind of mind person. That's probably who I would be, I would imagine. Right. Know. See, I think I'd just be a hot mess. I'm already a hot mess, so I'd be worse. You know, I'd be like, because yeah. I always tell the first thing I tell my students are you're going to meditate. And they go, How do you do it? I said, I don't know, I don't do it, but you're going to meditate. And they just kind of look at me. I'm like, I hate meditation. Although I can sit in quiet for hours and be in a present state for hours, you know, mm -hmm. and, and lose my mind there. But to sit down and do any like technical form of meditation, I can't do it. I, my brain goes, nope, I got to do dishes and I got to do this and I can do that. But I can, I can sit in my own type for forever, you know, so, or I yeah. drive. <laughs> I can get anywhere in a blink of an eye. So I love that. So, um, oh, Kevin said, Ashlyn is the same way. Very few people. And that's very true. Ashlyn's another beautiful, and I, I'll actually be an Ashlyn in a few weeks. So 
which is it's another beautiful community that has the same the same thing so mm -hmm. less people um so you know what are your next goals what are your next where, where are you pushing towards next um full time for sure i i'm i'm really focusing on social media uh post sharing more about myself and these stories like what we're talking about and the work itself i would love to do i have some goals about recording more of my actual readings and and posting those out there so then people can kind of see you know the, the work itself and i want to you know build a community and a following and just have a space for people to learn about mediumship and psychic work. Um, that's really the goal and to kind of build it, to build it online. I think that's where our, our world's going. Um, things are becoming more and more um, online type work type of stuff. It's just how it is. But I also love the in-person thing. So I, I'm going to keep doing that because I do enjoy that more, to be honest with you. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, my goals right now are really focus on on building a community and through, you know, Facebook, Instagram, those kind of things. I love that. Courtney mm -hmm. says podcast. podcast. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. At some point, probably. You know, you know, I've had people come and going great interview. I mean, they're, they're loving you here. You're, you're wonderful with how you're speaking, explaining things, you know, and this is not a world that's easy to explain. You know, it's just, Every, one, everybody's got their own view, but to, to explain the medium world is it's a different world to live in. You know, it's it's not easy. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a commitment. It's a different way of life. Mm -hmm. and, you know, with me seeing that, do you see um, do you see more people opening up to that way of life? Maybe not being mediums, but opening up, opening up to the understanding. You know, the 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 proverbial uh, awakening. Mm -hmm. You know, like better terminology. Do you see more people doing that? Yeah, I do. I think over time, people are going to start, people have already that the things that our society are so focused on is the materialism, is the, the money, the all the fancy things like that. And I think more and more people are starting to find that it's not fulfilling them. You know, having social status or prestige, like these things aren't ultimately important and i think that more people are awakening to that and seeing that oh i i don't get you know a thousand likes on instagram or whatever like you know i get that but i'm not happy and i think more and more people are realizing that side of life that isn't very meaningful and starting to see oh wait a minute there's something there there might be something more to my life other than you know those sorts of things and i think more and more people are waking up to that um in, in going within more or however they do that. And I mean, you know, the more that you do that, I, the more fulfilled and, and happy and the more meaning you're going to have in your life. Cause it's not going to come from outside of you or people validating you or, or whatever. So I think people are getting to that point more so um, over the last like 10 years um, that I've kind of noticed. Um, so, yeah. I think so. And yeah. I, I love that. I really do. I love that. Mm -hmm. You know, so I did put your website and I do believe it's at one. I'm not on Facebook right now. Not by my choice. They said they're reviewing who I am. They're oh. trying to figure out if I'm me. I think it's the name. I really think it's the name. They're like, nobody can possibly have that name. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so 
did I, it's Mike, I'm gonna, am I totally massacring your last name, Pazorowski? A little bit, it's okay. Pazorowski. Pazorowski, oh, I knew I was just gonna, I try, I try. <laughs> okay. I think God gave, you know, I got the name Diet, so I would never get anybody else's name ever correct, ever, again. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I had trouble trying to pronounce your name too. My, I don't know how to say her name. So hopefully, you can ask me. <laughs> there you go. It's, yeah, it just is what it is, you know. So, um, I want people to find you. I want people to come and see you, and um, you know, get readings for me. Pick your brain. You know, get the inspiration because I, I think you're just an amazing person, and definitely found the right you know occupation for yourself. You know, a great source. So thank, thank you so much. Yes, I will also, um, for anyone listening, if they want a reading, I can send, um, I'll have a 10% off discount and I'll, I'll send you that too over email if that works for you. Perfect. Perfect. And we can put it into the, into the comments, you know, um, for people to be able to do that. So thank you so much, Mike. Awesome. Yeah, thank thank you, you. Thank you for joining me. It's just been such a pleasure and hopefully we get to see each other again in the future. I mean, we're only like an hour, hour and a half away. So yeah, that would be great. I that'd be awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, you have a beautiful day. And for everybody else, I'll be back with your weekly weekly reading in a few minutes here at the uh, School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Bye-bye. Download the new station calendar and never miss another show. To get it is simple and free. Just visit WLTKDB.com to download or tap the subscribe button on our mobile app. Once the file is in your downloads folder, just double click it, authorize it to your calendar, and boom, you have every show listed. Not only does it list the shows, but also the links to watch them live. We would like to thank Danny Loosemore for developing this for us and hope you enjoy it as much as we do. Get yours now at WLTKDB.com or just click subscribe on our mobile app. See you at the shows. Put the power of this station in the palm of your hand and download our mobile app. Visit the App Store, Google Play, and search for WLTKDB Talk Radio and download the app for free. Listen to past shows, download our station calendar right to yours, and even shop. The WLTKDB Talk Radio mobile app, now available on the App Store and Google Play. Download yours now. Hello, welcome back. This is Diet here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Gosh, Mike was such an amazing guest. Wow, wow, awesome. You know, he just had such a beautiful way of explaining everything and, you know, really, really kind of breaking it down without real, without feeling like you're in school. You know what I mean? Without feeling like you're in school, which I love. You know, I truly, truly, truly love that. Oh my God, guys, what cards? I have, you know what, I went to turn around, it's like, what cards? You know what, and strangest thing, I just, on my desk is a penny. Pennies to me are huge. So, 
Um, what cards, guys? Any certain deck you want? Anybody want to shout out that's out there? If not, I'm going to pick one, and then you're stuck with whatever I choose. I kind of won. Angels. I have no angel cards, devs. <laughs> um, closest thing I have to angel cards would be these two. What? I know. I know. I love it. What? No, I don't have angel cards. Moe's Annie. I love you guys. are all wonderful. Just Eddie, pick one. Okay. Well, Des said angels. This is the closest I'd have to one. Okay. Um, you guys are so awesome. So let's do nature's whisper cards because they are the closest. They're kind of angelic. They're kind of angelic, I guess, when I look at them. So, and I do love this deck. I really do love this deck. So this is going to take a minute to shuffle because I didn't start shuffling on break, which I normally do because I got a hand that says, forget you, forget you. Ooh, ooh, Tim. Two, three, 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 three deal. Two to three deal. I think it's going to be three deal. Don't know what I need to tell you that, but there you go, Tim. There you go. I think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> My hand finally is feeling better, guys. My hand is finally feeling better. This thing has been nothing but excruciating pain until like, okay, y'all don't know this, but literally I, I went to therapy on Thursday and she really massaged the hell out of it and made, I, I, I really wanted to hurt her because I was hurting so bad, but I didn't. God bless her heart because she's amazing. And then I woke up Friday to the flu. The flu. I literally stayed in bed. I, I woke up, grabbed my granddaughter off to school, went back to bed, and did not get out of bed until that night when I taught a class for a half an hour. I went back to bed and then did not get out of bed again until Saturday morning. And then I went and took my granddaughter to my mother's house to sit with cat sit for the day. And I just did nothing for two days. Absolutely nothing. The arm just sat still, just healed, didn't push myself. Finally, you know what? When you don't listen, your guides take you out. And guess what? The hand feels so much better. <laughs> it's like pain is about gone. I, I mean, there's still some pain, but nothing compared to what it was. So yeah, big difference there. Um, you're going to get an Uno shuffle for the heart. <laughs> I love it. There you go for your harmonica. <laughs> That's a different show, Courtney, but that was funny. Good to hear, Dan. I don't really appreciate how you use your hand until I cramp my left hand up for a hold. Exactly. Exactly. And that's just it. I'll tell you what, I didn't realize how much I used it until, ugh. but you know what? The flu does suck, but you know what? I, I kind of asked for it. I asked for it because a few weeks ago. I was just like, can I just get one day where I lay in bed and I do nothing but watch Star Wars all day? That's it. I don't, I want to be just stuck in bed, glued to a TV, whatever it takes. And of course I don't listen. Spirit gave me what I asked for. But you know what? In the end, it ended up being the best for me. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain about that part. So let's do our five card stud guys. I need to take a drink of water. Okay. Five card stud. Pick your numbers one through five. Whatever number you want is yours. You can pick all of them. You could pick one or two of them. You know me. I like to take all five cards. Tim likes to take all five cards. So let's get started. Card number one is the Bountiful Harvest. Bountiful Harvest. Things must be doing good because I think I remembered this card coming up uh, a week or two ago. Bountiful Harvest is really just about you 
you know what? You've got a lot of good things coming in. You've got a lot of good things coming in all around you. Now, this isn't just financial, guys. This is everything and anything. You need to start looking around to these blessings, you know? Sometimes it's an attitude adjustment, which, you know, I love telling a grown-ass woman or man, have an attitude adjustment. Um, but look at everything around you. See all the good that's coming to you because you've got tons of it all around, okay? Because it is a harvest. This isn't just picking one plant. This is all of it. You know what I mean? Um, card number two, adventure. Card number two, adventure, okay? Oh, happy birthday, Miss Stephanie. So card number two being adventure, this is literally, um, this card is telling you, you need to start realizing that life is an adventure. You have places to go, places to be. You also have to realize that, that this is what it is. I'm hearing that it's not that hard, guys. Whoever picked number two and is looking at this, this is not that hard. You might be looking at life like, you know, life's a little bit difficult or life's a little bit, little bit harder, okay? You have to realize that life is an adventure. Life's a lot of fun. And no matter what you do in life, it is about that adventure. Whether it's going, you know, I mean, think about it. You want to get your newspaper on a Sunday morning. You're in your pajamas. It's snowing up. The neighbors are out. You're going, oh, my God. And I don't want to get dressed with boots just to go down to the end of the sidewalk, or, you know, down to my end of my thing, to my mailbox because he was too lazy. <sighs> you, hell, you, you, hell, you just hang your head and you make, you make the jot out to it. What an adventure, huh? Because you're thinking about that experience all day long. You know what I mean? You're you're thinking about it. And what this is telling me is, guys, you start need to start looking at life as being more of an adventure. This isn't about taking an adventure. It's about looking at the little adventures that are all around you. Okay? Card number three. I think we're getting the same cards as last week, guys. And you've seen me shuffle. Um, maintain your childlike spirit. Card number three. This is really going within. Again, it's, you know what? Same cards, different flow. If you're understanding this, it's 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 a different flow. So the childlike experience really is going within yourself. Start having fun. Start having fun. You know, we get to that age where we start going, oh, my God, life sucks. Oh, my God, life is hard. Oh, my God, this and that. No, guys, no. Life is fun. When you look at things, you know what I mean? You don't have to sit there and go, ugh, all the time. When I take the same scenario of, you know, being in your pajamas and it snowed and you got your coffee and you got your nasty hair from Saturday night going on and all the sleep and you want to get your newspaper, you can either go. Get your coffee. I lost internet. Sorry, guys. Um, Start saluting yourself on the way to it and laughing, giggling and have a conversation without your neighbor and start going. You know what I mean? Like you're from a 1950s show and just have fun. Because that's what life's about. Being alive, having fun. And if you picked card number three, you really need to start looking at that and just embracing it and realizing how much this might be your personality already and you didn't even know it. Card number four. Yeah, guys, I'm telling you what, you see me shuffle and I cut the deck. I shuffled and may not shuffle very well, but then I cut the deck too. Then I cut the deck. And we got potential gateway as card number four, okay? Card number four, potential gateway, tells me, you know what? You've got a lot going on. You've got a lot going on. You're going, okay, I need to get through this. I need to push through. How do I push through? Where's that opportunity? Where's this going to happen for me? Where's all of that? 
I'm going to tell you, this card is saying it's all right there. It is all right there. You are not alone in this because, you know, every time I pull this card, I got to pull it. I need to pull it closer. I need to pull it closer because you can see that the land and you can see all the people on there and you see that beautiful tree. Okay. It is all happening. There is work to be done. There is work to be done, but it is there for you. You just have to walk through the gateway. You just have to say, you know what? I am allowing myself to have this. Okay. And card number five, the last of this part, is heighten your vitality. Heighten your vitality. Okay? Heighten your vitality. What an amazing card, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? I always look at this card, and I look at the words, and I always go, oh, do they really mean anything to me? You know? I always look at this as seeing a bigger picture seeing a bigger picture and seeing the beauty within it all and seeing how it all just comes together. And you have to realize that everything is coming together. Everything had to come together to create you. Everything had to come together to create your life. The good, the bad, the ugly. And realize how beautiful it is. And realize you're not alone in this. And that's what this card really does mean to me. So card number one is that bountiful harvest. Card number two is that adventure card. Card number three is maintain your childlike experience. Card number four is the potential gateway. And card number five is the height your vitality card. Um, it's like, yep, all five again. Yep. Oh, what is in front of us is always much smaller than exactly, exactly. So let's turn around, guys. And I'm going to pull, because you know I love these. I just love I love the Beyond Luminaire cards because, you know what, um, I I love how they have, you know what, so much to say. They really do. And I love to read the back. I love the images on it, everything. We're going to do the whole shuffle, shuffle thing again so you can see I shuffle these cards. You know, um, if I didn't if I didn't do some sort of shuffling and cutting these cards in front of you this every week, you'd be like, God, she just pulled the same cards. No, no, not really, guys. I couldn't plant them if my life depended on it. So, and then I take the top card. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Okay, water, the overflow. The being in the picture has many hands, and yet water flow, falls through her fingers. It blesses her in the moments. It, in the moments, it touches her radiant skin and continues on its journey. Her heart is also overflowing with love. Her eyes are filled with tears. She gracefully, gracefully allows that what comes through to move her without control. Aligned with purpose, she is overjoyed to give from the limitless places, and she radiates so much light into the world. Give more from a place of overflow than obligation. Even when we think we have nothing to give, coming from a mindset of overflow creates more of what we want. Ooh. Ooh. Isn't that incredible? It's pretty incredible, isn't it? Again, it's changing your attitude. It's changing your mindset. It's changing how you perceive things. Okay? It's not always financial, guys. Sometimes it's a helping hand. Sometimes it's sugar in your cupboard. Sometimes it's a smile. Sometimes it's a shoulder. Sometimes it is your last $5. But I'll tell you what, this is what I think every time I don't have a penny left to my name. 
it's okay because they always bring me more. Always. And it's always there when I need it. So why is that? You know what I mean? And trust me, this card means so much, guys. Change your attitude. And I think that's why these cards came up again this week in a different order and a different feeling is just because it's looking at everything is within you. All of it is within you. It's all coming to you. It's all about how do you see it? And that's the biggest, that's the biggest question, isn't it? I love that. I love that. Oh, Shell. Gratefulness for what we have. Exactly. Exactly. You know why? Because when you are grateful for what you have, you get more of it. You really do. You get more of it. It's crazy how that works, but we get more of it. So I want to bring up the shows. We have I did not read the shows last week. I, I brought them up. Todd was graciously sent me the new list, so I'm super happy about this. So let's bring up the shows because it's the current schedule. Ooh, I'm so excited. School through spirit with myself, 9 a.m. every Monday morning. At noon, we do have Monday morning monsters with Barnaby Jones. Beyond the Afterlight with Ashley Moreno and Ben is at 7 p.m. And Be the Change with Christina Bloom is at 8 p.m. Tuesdays, we start with Exploring the Paranormal with Heather Lee at 9 a.m. Anne with Anne Shen. And Anne is our card reader at 5 p.m. Unfiltered with Diet and Mike is at 6 p.m. And that's a whole lot of readings and coaching, whether we like it or not. Um, Moment to Moment with Linda Hope is at 7 p.m. Spirits are talking with Lisa Silverman at 9 p.m. And Paranormal Pete with Pete Orbea is at 10 p.m. Wednesdays, we start with self-care show with Deidre Sanford at 10 a.m. The Psychic Hour with Kelly Brickle is at 3 p.m. Soul Guidance with Rodney Blunt at 6 p.m. He starts March 22nd, guys. So in what, not even three weeks, we have a new show starting there. And then we have another new show starting next week called Haunted Locations in 60 Minutes with Nick Sarlo and Diana Henry. Yes, Nick came on board. Nick was my guest last week, guys. Do you remember him? And that's at 7 p.m. Wednesday, Seeing Beyond with Kelly Brickle and, have, and Cheryl Murphy is at 9 p.m. Oh, my God. Wednesdays used to be a slow night, guys. Now we got that filled for you. Um, Thursdays is Chat with Charlie with Stephanie Lynn at 9 a.m. The Tyson's Gift Podcast with Brandon Wainwright is at 6 p.m. Realm of Darkness with Rennie Rodriguez and Ashley Moreno is at 7 p.m. And Voice of Oneness with Amare, Amara Bonet is at 10 p.m. Fridays, we have got Soul and Synergy Radio with Terry and Danny at 10 a.m., the Psychic Hour Reading Show, and that's with Kelly Brickle, where she does psychic and numerology readings at 3 p.m. Go see her, because it's pretty amazing. Twilight Tonight with Dee Dee Moonflower is at 6 p.m. Flyer is at 6 p.m. Newbridge Radio with Kevin Mackey's at 7 p.m. And Twisted Ascension, uh, Twisted Ascensions with Kaden and Alyssa Mask is at 8 p.m. And Haunted Voices with Todd and Nicole, Todd Bates. Nicole Strickland is at 10 p.m. Oh, my God. It was a mouthful. But, uh, oh, so many amazing. I know I cannot wait to see him. So many amazing shows. So much awesomeness going on. My guest next week, drumroll, please. I got to be able to flip the page successfully. One-handed page turner here. It doesn't work very well. <gasps> Heather Bordelin is on next week. Oh, my gosh, guys. I love Heather. She is flipping phenomenal. 
Heather has been a behind the scenes woman way too long, way too long. And Heather is flipping phenomenal. Um, Heather is um, one of the producers. She's also the person who does all the filming, all the editing for um, the Ghost Finders, uh, which is a TV, a streamed TV show. Heather um, also does a lot of editing for a lot of um, shows out there. She's just a phenomenal behind the scenes person. She also has her own um, company called the the Well um, the, the Gaia Wellness, uh, which is just amazing. She makes so many amazing um, things to you know bracelets and necklaces and just so so many amazing things and lip balms and all of it's incredible. All of it's so incredible. Um, guys, I, I cannot say enough. I cannot say enough about Heather. And I'm so happy that she said yes to me. Um, when I asked her to come out and she said, yes, we could, you know, when she would say it. And I was just like, I really wanted her on for so long. Oh, Mike got me the coupon. There we go. We are putting this out for you guys. Remember he said 10% off, 10% off a reading. If you schedule with him, here is the coupon for you guys. I'm putting it in the comments and I'm going to put it up on the screen. There you go. It's Spirit 10. Um, capital Spirits or Spirit 10 after the fact. So I, I'm really hoping everybody tunes in to see Heather next week. She is just, I can't say enough about Heather. And I'm so honored the fact that she said yes to me. I, I, I cannot even say it because I'm the first person she said yes to. And I'm so excited that it's her debut. So um, with that being said, guys, I'm going to bid you farewell. I hope you have a fantastic week. And for those that follow me tomorrow night on Unfiltered, I'll see you then. For everybody else, have a great day. This is Diet with School Through Spirit on WLTKDB.com. The truth is here and now on WLTKDB Talk Radio at WLTKDB.com.